Welcome to First Reading, the Old Testament lectionary podcast for preachers, teachers, and all of God's creatures. I'm Reverend Dr. Rachel Wren, Assistant Professor of Biblical Studies at Trinity Lutheran Seminary at Capital University. And I am Paul Esser, PhD student of Hebrew Bible at Yale University. Our co-hosts Rosie and Tim are off this week, but we have got you covered. Today's episode features preaching tips and tricks on the RCS text for Sunday, October 29th. 2023. Rachel, I think you are up for this week. Where would you like us to stop? I hope I'm up for this week because otherwise I prepped for nothing. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so I'm actually going to put us in a place that I don't normally go, Paul, which is the book of Leviticus. Um, Yeah, so this is the uh, the thematic Old Testament reading, not the uh, semi-continuous. And you know, Paul, how I'm always saying that like some text or another is one of my all-time favorite Bible texts. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're always talking about the book of Psalms and sometimes Jonah and, you know, all these interesting poetic passages. Yeah, many. Genesis. I mean, I could go on and on. <laughs> but for the most part, if we're in the book of Leviticus, I'm not normally saying that. Um, yeah. For a long time, I shied away from Leviticus like a North Dakotan farmer that you ask to talk about their feelings. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know any North Dakotan farmers, Paul? I know nobody from North Dakota. Oh my gosh, I'm married to one and his whole family is blessed and wonderful and North Dakota farmers. Um, But I will say before we get off track, Paul, do you ever find that if you're avoiding something, God has a way of sort of plopping that thing in your lap? Yeah, you always have to be careful what you don't like. I know, I know. That's always how it happens with me. So for a long time, I was really uncomfortable with Ezekiel. Uh especially chapter 16 and 23. Um, Like ever since the first time I read them, basically I wanted nothing to do with them. Um, And in my third year at Emory, I was a teaching associate for Dr. Carol Newsom Uh in a class where she had assigned these two chapters and I was super excited to see how she was going to deal with them. (laughs) And she decided that I should take the lead in the class on that particular day. Ta-da! Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My first mini lectures of teaching associates on Ezekiel 16 and 23. <laughs> I, I want to listen to a recording of how that went. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not even sure how it went. Like I probably pretty poorly, but after that experience, I was never afraid of addressing those chapters again. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, for a long time now, full disclosure, I've had similar thoughts about the book of Leviticus, mm-hmm. um, sort of like tap dancing around Leviticus in my presentations, like giving yeah. enough content to be helpful, but hoping no one would ask me any in-depth questions. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, I, I don't think I'm the only one who really feels that way. Uh-huh. Did you know that we don't have a single first reading podcast episode on the book of Leviticus? Wow, that's like shocking, right? I know, right? <laughs> I, 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 that's exactly how I felt too. And I actually was feeling like kind of some shame about that. Yeah. So I went to the, uh, the Working Preacher website, little shout mm-hmm. out to our friends at Luther, because I wanted to find out when Leviticus appears in the lectionary and what goodies we've been missing. Mm-hmm. Do you know how often the book of Leviticus appears in the Revised Common Lectionary, Paul? Mm, I have zero knowledge. I have no idea. It shows up twice. Wow, twice. Only only two times. And guess what? It's both from the same chapter. So we have really? Yeah. So we have this week's Leviticus 19, verses 1 to 2, 15 to 18. Uh And another Sunday, they assign Leviticus 19, verses 1 to 2, 9 through 18. Oh, that's exactly the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You get a few extra verses in the second pericope, but one chapter in the whole book of Leviticus. Can you believe it? 
Yeah, that's uh, that's something else. I, yeah. I was stunned when I found out because the book of Leviticus is absolutely vital to the rest yeah, of the Bible. It is. Yeah, one of my students once made the analogy that the book of Leviticus is to the Bible as world building is to comic books. If oh, you, wow. If you know, yeah. right? Like that yes. was my little shout out to Naomi Morgan there. I, when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. Right. Yeah. So if you don't get the book of Leviticus, you don't get the Bible and you don't get Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. a few months ago, I had a writing assignment plunked in my lap on, you guessed it, the book <laughs> of Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> so the more carefully that I've read the book, I'm convinced that it's not only an essential book, but it's also just a really beautiful book, just, just on its own merits. Yeah. You know, if, if you take the beginning of our pericope for today... You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Yeah. So on the one hand, this sounds like commandment. I'm holy, so you have to be holy too, because otherwise it's going to make me look bad. And, mm -hmm. and that's part of it, right? Mm -hmm. But it also sort of feels like a yucky thing a parent might say to a kid about not embarrassing them in public, or <laughs> vice versa, the kid saying to the parent about not embarrassing them in public, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, some kind of uh, uh, a reverse, you know, uh, way of checking on each other, right? Just to, <laughs> right, right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> And that is part of it, but that's not the only way to understand this statement. Yeah. It can also be understood as promise, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at the narrative of the Bible thus far, the Israelites have successfully escaped Egypt, but then they messed up with the whole golden calf episode at Sinai. Mm -hmm. and, and the book of Leviticus functions in the narrative as part of the whole sorting out of that mess. Mm -hmm. and, and you have to wonder... If there was some doubt on the part of the people that they'd ever be really able to live in relationship with this mighty and magnificent God mm -hmm. and enter Leviticus 19 verse 2, you shall be holy mm -hmm. for I, the Lord, your God am holy. Mm. It's in some sense a word of promise Yeah. that, you know, simply by being in relationship with God, we are in some way made holy ourselves. Mm. And, you know, I think this could be a preaching point because we may not feel, your people may not feel like they come to holiness naturally. Yeah. Uh, you know, right? We may not feel that we come to holiness easily or mm. even comfortably. But at this moment, God assures the Israelites that in some sense, simple proximity to God is enough and God's going to deal with the rest. Yeah. Leviticus makes the relationship that they need to have with God possible. Oh, right? exactly. That's a beautiful yeah. way to say it. Nice. And, and I, I think it's one of the reasons why I really believe that Leviticus is fundamental to the world building of the Bible. You, yeah. you know, if, if you don't understand this moment, you yeah. don't understand the world. You, you don't That's understand right. how people could get close to Jesus, reach out and touch his cloaks and be healed. That's right. You shall be holy for I, the Lord, your God am holy. Yeah. We're not made holy by our actions in Leviticus. We are made holy by our proximity to God. Mm. And Leviticus is about what it looks like then to live in a world characterized by our holiness instead of one characterized by our profanity. Mm -hmm. and, and I think with that insight, we start to understand why it's traditional for a Jewish child when they are of age to start reading the Bible to be first given this beautiful book, Vayikra Leviticus. That's right. Yeah, it is It is in a good way an invitation, right? Mm -hmm. To yeah, exactly. relationship with God, to, to stay here 
but yeah. do it properly, right? Yeah, do right. it in a way that right, exactly. <laughs> pleases God. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else to share? Well, I suppose that should be because otherwise we've only made it through two verses. Um, The next few verses lay out what it looks like to engage with the world through a veil of holiness. Yeah, It means approaching judgment without preconceived partiality, even when you really, really want the person that you don't like to be at fault. Being made holy means never using the power of your tongue to slander, Mm. even when that person on the internet totally deserves it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) One of my dear professors, Rolf Jacobson, always says that the etymology of the word sarcasm leads back to an ancient Greek word, sarcazane, which means to tear flesh. Wow. I think about that in the internet a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Being made holy, though, means taking God's love for humanity so seriously that you love your neighbor as you do your own flesh and blood. Mm. Are these things possible? Not always, but that's when we return to the promise, the promise that our proximity, our relationship to God makes us holy and somehow makes these things a reality. That's why it makes a whole lot of sense to think about this invitation as promise, right? And not necessarily like a a demand or a requirement or a command. Exactly. And it's a promise that's cyclical. So Mm -hmm. the closer you draw to God, Mm -hmm. the more you want to do these things, right? Like when I'm deep in my prayer life and in scripture, like I I want to live the way God wants me to live. Oh, yes. Right? Oh, yes. yes. (laughs) And and the more you do these things, the closer you draw to God, because the more you start to see God's work in the world and God's love for this fallen humanity. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of the reasons I love the Hebrew name of this book. Leviticus, that name actually comes from the Greek, referring to the scroll as the book of the Levites. Yeah. In Hebrew, both ancient and modern, the name of the book is Vaikra, and yeah. he called. Wow. You know, Leviticus is the world-building moment where God makes us holy and calls us into creation, into relationship with both our creator and our neighbor. And that's just, you know, that's just a beautiful calling with which to clothe yourself in a world that is determined to wage war against love. I I don't think I'm ever going to think about Leviticus in the same way ever (laughs) again. Like to think about it as an invitation, right? Even implied in the name, the Hebrew name of it, like Vaikra, right? Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 drawing us yes. rather than demanding us. And I just Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks Rachel for walking us through the beauty of Vaikra. Oh, my pleasure. Folks, uh, that would do it for today. First reading is produced by Rachel and me, along with Rosie Kandrathal and Tim McNinch. You can learn more about us and find past episodes at our website, firstreadingpodcast.com. Check out merchandise on the website as well. And please, if you found this useful, donate to support this podcast. Uh, leave us a comment on Facebook and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, my name is Paul Essa. And I'm Rachel Wren. Happy preaching. <laughs>